Hola, hola. Welcome to Wealthy Latina Podcast. My name is Rosa Colapietro, an accountant, motivator, speaker, and writer. I started this podcast to share my untold story in hopes to empower others. In this podcast, I am going to bring you real stories and wealthy tips from wellness, culture, personal development, money, and many more, so you can live a wealthy lifestyle for yourself. And now, let's begin another episode of Wealthy Tips. Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of Wealthy Tips. Hopefully, everybody's having a good month so far. As always, I just want to start by giving thanks to those who have been always there and who are still my true number one fans because i do know and recognize that there are a few of you um i know my audience still it's not as big and it's okay because i'm taking my steps to learn the business to also share the right tools to you guys to motivate you and hopefully you can go and build the wealthy life that you deserve to build and that you will do all kinds of measurements that you can do to get you to that goal. So today, guys, I wanted to talk about something that I should have spoke about a long time ago, and that is buying your first car. For those who already have cards, kind of know the situation, but you know, there are kids now going to college, first time college attendance, and also just the new generation right now. And we're living in very, um, very, very hard times, I would say, with, you know, inflation being high and people not making a lot of money and, um, or saving a lot of money. So I want to address a little bit about how to navigate on actually purchasing your first car or better yet, how to save and, you know, get you to that goal in the right way. So I want to share with you guys the way I come from. My whole background was basically in the car business. I remember starting when I was very young. Um focusing on sales, focusing on working in the business, uh, in the office, um, really understanding um, a lot of aspects of the business, whether it comes to the operational part of it or the financial part of it, um, the selling part of it. So I understood I did finance in the car business. So I do understand and I, well, I spent most of my time understanding that business for a long time. At one point I had my own dealership that was given to me to run. And it was very interesting, uh, times for me because as I was so young, nothing comparing to what I know now, and I'm sure I would have done a better job now but um at that time it was a very hard and struggling time but i did learn a lot i learned so much from the car business um when it comes to rebates and um you know connecting with lenders to provide you finance i started i started at a repo company way back in the day um 
but the name was not really how they really perform the business. Um, there were actually some dealerships out there, mom and pops dealerships that will provide you with a card and will sell you a card just at the highest, highest rates. And that is something that they can always take back if you default in your payments. So I don't want to get on that. I don't want to go there, but I do want to kind of give you a background of, you know, my past, my experience and definitely the car business um i i can talk about it because um i did it for a long time before i actually jump into of more of uh, real business management that is what i do now so let's start by describing the average price of an auto um of purchasing an auto vehicle or a car, excuse me, right now in California. So the average price in California is 35000 So automatically you have to think um, what kind of car you want to buy. You automatically have to know that that's a big number to either finance or pay straight cash if you have the money. But it is $35,000 that most people don't have. And this is something that I find a little bit irritated, guys, when people try to buy or purchase a house in the similar way that they would purchase a vehicle. It's not the same thing, but that's another conversation for another time. However, though, if you don't have $35,000, how can you prepare or how can you buy something that's very economical that's going to get you from, you know, from one place to the other? Or is it something that you just want to give to your kid? Or is it something, is it an emergency? That's the other thing. So you got to start thinking about like, is it necessary for you to own or have a car. So what the first thing you have to do obviously is, is start breaking down the numbers. Make sure that you uh, really write this down in a piece of paper. And I always talk about people doing this on, on a piece of paper because it's more it's so important for people to visualize. A, a lot of people do better when they see things um, on paper. And I want you to get used to get into that habit of putting it on paper and coming back to it or let it sit there and go through all the scenarios that you can go through, um, do all the breakdowns, know the math before you jump into a conclusion on doing anything. So for, uh, for, for this step, the most important thing that you need to do is obviously um, figure it out what your budget is, right? It's like, first of all, if this is your first, first, first purchase and you're just a student, obviously you're not making a lot of money or if you are then also, but maybe you have help from your parents or anything like that, just whatever it is, if you have any debt or no debt, I want to talk a little bit more about the people who actually have a little bit of a salary 
and also have some debt. So the most important thing that you want to do is figure out what your salary is, what you bring home. Remember, what you bring home is not your gross salary. It's your net salary after they have deducted any um, taxes out of your paycheck. So your net salary um, also deduct what you have in expenses. What are your monthly expenses? And figure out what's you know, left out of that. If you have basically enough money to, to pay a car payment, then, um, I would say that you should start before you even purchase a vehicle right away. You should start on putting, accumulating that average car payment that you might need to pay when if you purchase a vehicle right now and put it on the side into a high yield savings account especially right now when all the accounts all the rates are up a high yield uh, savings account might be giving you a five percent right now um so if you can hold off on the idea of buying yourself a car, maybe try to build this um, cushion for a year where you do all your calculations. So in this case, we're going to do a calculation of you know 35,000. We're gonna think about how much money do we wanna put down unless you have really good credit and you don't wanna put nothing down, 0%, but still, keep in consideration that the rates right now for any car loans are pretty high. I believe they're above 6% or 7 So and then also think about the terms of how long do you want to be financing a vehicle. Now, most people fall into the whole idea of leasing a vehicle. And while that's good in certain ways, um, because obviously it, it it's you don't have to worry about maintenance for once. You might worry about mileage. If you go above the miles, you're gonna have to pay. Um, you're gonna definitely pay for miles. Um, but most people like a brand new car where they can just lease and worry just about the payment and not worry about the maintenance. So that's one thing that is good with that. Um, but if you have a business or if your parents have a business or somebody has a business, it makes sense to actually lease a car. But if you don't have none of that, um, maybe you want to like buckle down to something very more economical where you can afford to make those payments. I'm going to be very honest with you guys. Car buying is not a good asset. And and the reason why is because the minute you actually drive the car out of the lot, it has to depreciate. So it really doesn't stay up in value. I know that people might give you different opinions about this, but this is definitely what I have definitely encountered through the past. Even if you take care of your car, even if you do all the maintenance and you do keep it all good, you know, it's still, it's a depreciation depreciating um assets so you are not go it's it's you're not going to um make a lot of money once you have kept that car for many years so you have to think about like 
Is it important for you to have a car right now? Is it worth it for you to put all that money into a car? Or can you actually accumulate some savings, put it into a high yield account, and then try to purchase a very economical car out of someone out there um, that might be selling their car for $5,000, $10,000, or even, you know, if somebody just wants to get rid of their payment, I, there's many other options and, and nothing against, you know, the car business because we all need um, those. We all need the car business. I need it when I was working before. Um, and I understand why this business works and everything. But right now I'm here explaining and going through things detail by detail to my audience because I know that you guys have struggled and I know that you guys want to do better and want to save and build your wealthy lives that you deserve to have. So be mindful. Be very mindful that luxury is not going to get you all the way to build wealth. You're living in the moment. Great. And especially kids nowadays, they just want to live in the moment. They want to like literally just, you know, show it, have, have brands and flashy and all that. But if you want to really end up being a millionaire, especially if you're in your twenties, this is the way to go about it literally be very frugal and very mindful of every penny that you're bringing in that you are starting to make because a lot of kids nowadays are starting between $15 to $18 an hour and if you make $20 an hour $25 an hour consider yourself lucky okay and because of that unless you keep building um you know, building your own experience, you're going to obviously grow to do better later on. But a lot of that has to depend on how much you're willing to sacrifice now to actually end up later on being a millionaire. And this is why I'm saying if you are in your 20s or if you're a parent who actually have kids right now that are in college, you want to focus on literally making sure that every move that they do is really calculated. Because if you start saving for them and investing for them and start like even small with the S&P 500, anything, a car payment right now, let's just say a car payment will be between 300 to $500, okay? A car payment, if you put 300 to $500 in the S&P 500, you, and then you are going to make a lot of money. And I mean it in the long run, right? So think about, think about it that way. Now, a lot of people go, well, you know, my money's in stocks. It's, it's been, it's, you know, it's not always safe. It goes up, it goes down, or, you know, I can't really if I want my money right away and then the market drops, I might lose my money and all this stuff. So I, again, if you are very conservative or scared, 
then at least try to save this into a high yield account and put it a CD for a year, six months, I don't know, or or just keep it in that high yield account and start saving. It's better than just having it sit in the bank account that you have right now that's making you absolutely nothing. So remember this, a car, again, depreciates as soon as you take it out of the lot. So I, I mean, with throughout the years, I kept my cars for many, many years because I want to make sure that whatever I have, it's still working. It's great. Then all that extra money that I could have used to put on a glamorous vehicle is instead is going into my investments. So it's just, you have to prioritize and be mindful. What do you want? What exactly do you want? Do you want to you know, have things now, or do you want to live a comfortable life in the future where you're going to be a millionaire? Think about through exactly, you know, this requires a lot of discipline. Everything that I talk about requires a lot of discipline. And I am not the only one that has to go through this discipline. Trust me, there's a lot of people going through the same discipline, but it is hard work. It is hard work. So I'll tell you a story. When I was in my 20s, of course, everybody wants to have their thing. Like, I come from having nothing, okay? And the minute I started making money, the minute I started, you know, having okay jobs, of course, I wanted to look good. So I ended up buying myself, not buying, leasing a BMW. Oh, my God. was the most exciting moment of my life, literally, um... I, I love trucks, like little SUVs. So I got my first SUV, I think it was an X5 or X something. Anyways, it was the smallest one. And I I loved it so much. I was like so like flashy and looking. Oh, at that moment, I believe I was doing um, loans. I was in the real estate business. And I remember when I got it, of course, you know, leather seats, smells amazing, looking all flashy. And God, it was soaking my money so much. And the feeling goes away. Like, I just wanted to have it. I had it. And it went away. Like, you know, yeah, okay, you have your your seats still, you know, your interior still smell like amazing, right, brand new. But then through time, it's just, it goes away. So I had like a three-year lease. And during the time, the other thing that really happens is that you become a target for everybody on the road. If you are driving any luxury vehicles out there, trust me, there are people who are trying to get you into an accident so they can come after you because you show that you have money. You're showing the the people out there that you are driving a luxury vehicle. Therefore, if they hit you or you hit them or, you know, then they can sue you and they can take some money away from you. So that's exactly what happened to me. You know, I, I, I hate to say this, but like when I was actually driving my BMW one night, I should take my BMW to my community college. It's like 
LACC, which is like just a community college. It's nothing. And I was just, you know, feeling like the best because, of course, I had a, a BMW, brand new BMW. And I remember I was making a turn and it appeared that I ended up like a car came through and I hit somebody. Next thing you know, they are suing me for such and such amount of money and all this stuff. So it, it, it was actually not a good feeling after that because every place I went, every, every corner I turned, I felt like I was target. So I did not want to feel that way. And as soon as my three months lease was over, I just turned the car in and got me a more um, conservative vehicle that I drive right now, which is my, I adore my little car. It's a Scion. It's so old. It's a 2010. And I'm not going to upgrade it. I took my car last time to the dealership to just give it like a full maintenance. And that's the other thing I want to talk about in the future about how much money you should spend on repairs and all that stuff. But I always try to um, save enough money so I can take my vehicle once a year at least, once a year or a couple or twice a year actually once a year to the dealership to give me a whole breakdown of how the car is functioning. And then that way I know exactly how much longer do I have with that vehicle. And my vehicle is doing and is performing so well because I keep my maintenance on time. I do, you know, I, I, I take care of it. Um, and I was told that I still have another 10 years to go with that car. And I tell you, that sounds beautiful in my ears because when I do the math, okay, I want to tell you, since I actually stopped making the car payment because the car is paid off, it's been paid off for a while, um, I've been making myself that car payment. Every month, I pay myself $300 for that car payment. If you think about it, $300, okay, $300. I'll give you the math right now. If you multiply $300 times a year, right? You will save some money. I believe you're saving like $3,600. And that money invested, actually, I really do have to do this math, 300 times 12, right? That's 3,600. And let's say you invested into the S&P 500, whose the average return is 10%, okay? 10% of that. Plus, depending on what you're investing, which are... You know, especially if you invest in stocks that actually give you some dividends, uh, reimbursements, that is the most important thing. Then you are really accumulating at more and more and more money. Um, again, the snowfall, the snowball, um, the snowball that I keep talking about uh, building when you're actually 
investing compound interest and stuff. So I just want you guys to be very smart of your choices. So I kept putting that money on the side. Up to this day, I'm still putting the money on the side. And I have built some cushion for myself. And I know that if I do want to buy myself another BMW luxury, I will pay cash for it. But I don't want to do that because it's not money really good spent. I rather build more assets that are going to pay for my retirement or my family's retirement at some point in the future. So just be mindful when you're starting your journey of buying a car. Don't fall in that I need to have what everybody else has. Fall in the categories like I need to be smart about what I have and what I need. And can it can it be good for me? Can it keep me safe? And can it help me while I'm building my own cushion of wealth? And um, buying a used car is a good idea sometimes. It's better sometimes than buying a new car. So if you can afford it or if you can be smart about it, I know that you're going to build wealth for yourself. And I know that you're going to be mindful of how to do your own budget for this. Okay. One of the things that you should be aware of any rebates if you're buying a new car, also negotiate your your payment into less terms, meaning less time, um, because sometimes they're able to do those things. So try to negotiate as much as you can, um, because they, at the end of the day, the car business want to sell you a car. So trust me when I say try to negotiate as much as you can. All right, guys, with that said, I hope that you are doing well and that you are staying put into your journey of building wealth for yourself. I want to move forward and hopefully that you guys are being my fan, understand the journey that I'm going through. None of my episodes are edited. I like to just go through it, talk about it, make mistakes like anybody else. And yeah, just keep it that way. If you feel like they are rough to listen because maybe you don't understand or maybe I'm just make, confusing you, whatever it is, always send me a message, like write to me, comment, leave me something, give me some feedback so I know what to do and I know what works. I really appreciate it. I don't know where you're from, whether you are listening in California or in another state or in another country. I am very blessed and thankful for your love. And by the way, my website is up. I have previously um, had blogs that I write about money and stuff. And I want you to go and check it out because there was a lot of articles back in the day that I wrote and I'm very proud of them. So please go and um, take your time and hope to hear from you guys anytime soon. All right, guys, take care. Bye-bye.